Hi, I'm Jill Starley Granger. I'm Alessia Horridge. And this is Shit Trips, the travel podcast about places we've been so you don't have to. We are travel journalists, and while we love exploring the world, this podcast is about the occasional glitches we'd rather forget and that you should avoid. Over the years, we've compiled a leaderboard of travel mishaps. We jet all around the world, and yes, it's true, we have stayed in palatial five-star hotels, sunbathed on perfect white sand beaches, but we've also eaten in dodgy restaurants, traipsed through some absolutely bizarre museums, and suffered embarrassing sessions with Chinese tourists uh, snapping selfies with us. This week, number 78, a film set island in Thailand that uh, did not live up to the hype. At number 143, I'm talking about a deeply unsexy museum in Amsterdam. And our guest today is Alex Robinson, a national newspaper travel journalist. He's going to be telling us about a desert trip in India that was not as sold in the brochure. We'll also share a few travel tips and an unexpected pleasure that's worth seeking out on your next trip to Sweden. So, Alex... You've been thwarted in the desert before, and it's happened again. I should have known better. I've always had bad luck with deserts. Um, I went to the Sahara hoping to see sort of beautiful deserted landscapes, and I got caught in a rainstorm in the Sahara. (laughs) In the Sahara. And I ended up uh, in 50 degrees heat in the Arabian desert uh, on a bus journey with my knee in somebody's crotch for three hours, which was deeply unpleasant because the bus was so crowded. (laughs) So I should have known better than to to go on a desert trip in India. So you don't do well in deserts, then. It's not not your forte. I live in hope, but but, <laughs> right. but, but but deserts and I don't seem to have much luck. So and what the, happened this time? Well, in India, there's this incredible place called Jai Salma. It's a sort of Arabian Nights type city on the edge of this huge desert, the Thar Desert. Incredibly romantic sort of spot. Kind it's of, very brochure, isn't it? These are the classic photos that you see. They're supposed to be absolutely fantastic. Ex- exactly. It's a huge fortified city. Looks like a, a castle. You can imagine um, people arriving there on flying carpets. And that's the, <laughs> that's the kind of idea I had of the place. Very Aladdin. So I thought, OK, Fantastic. I'm finally going to Jai Salmir. I'd always wanted to. It's going to be this place on this edge of this marvellous desert. So I've got to do a desert trip, you know, go out on camels, a camel safari stay Ooh, yeah. overnight under yeah. the stars, kind of oh. remote wilderness feel. And, Sounds you know. very romantic. Well, exactly. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the brochures and believe what yeah. the brochures say oh, or no. what the pictures look what like. What happened? I, I thought, you know, I, I didn't want to do the backpacker thing. I'd had enough of doing the backpacker yeah, thing. I do it in a little bit more comfort. So I booked a, a, a deluxe desert trip with an overnight stay Lovely. in a in a sort of oasis camp. Great. Oasis camps, to me, they're always this sort of totally lush pool yeah. that's surrounded by animals and, um, you know, palm trees yeah. in the middle of nothing. Was it Was it like that? It wasn't really like that at all. Oh. What happened was um, they said, so tomorrow we'll be leaving at 2 p.m. I thought, 2 p.m., but we're going to be staying overnight. Sure, that's a bit late. And yeah. they said, no, 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 it'll be marvellous. It's fantastic. Don't worry, we'll see you at 2 p.m. Pick you up at your okay. hotel. Flying carpets go quick, though. Flying yeah, carpets very go fast. quick. They arrived at 3 p.m. Oh, in no. a Jeep. So I thought, okay, a Jeep. I thought we were going on camels. Right. We drove to the edge of the city, maybe about five or ten minutes in the Jeep, and then there were the camels, kind so, of rather tired-looking camels waiting for uh, us. So you're basically still in the city. Still in the city. This is like going to the suburbs. It's like going to Zone 2 in London or something. Well, yeah, a lot, <laughs> Zone 2, thanks, Jill. More like, more like going to Zone 2 in Tunbridge Wells right, or okay. something like that. It's not a big place. Okay. A little bit unsalubrious, a rubbish tip nearby. And there are these two tired-looking camels. So we get on the camels. 
by then it's 3.30 in the afternoon. It gets dark at around five. So I think, you know, I'm thinking, are we going to be trekking across the desert in the dark? Will that be safe? But no, we got on the camels and then the jeep follows on the road next to us. Oh and gosh. we're just walking <laughs> next to the road outside the city. So and why, why are you on camels if there's a jeep right there? Well, quite so. Tired on camels. It look oh. like they've spent the day ferrying kids around oh, the, you know, the, the, the castellated walls of, of Jai Selmir. They need to go to the camel sanctuary, don't they? But they need to be treated they well. Don't deprive them of their, their livelihood. Well, no, Joe. they would I mean, relax. Don't so write Relax, them off. okay. So, so anyway, we're sitting on the camels. After a half an hour walk next to this main road, we walk over a dune for five minutes mm-hmm. and then stop. Meanwhile, the jeep is still following us. And the jeep stops too, and they bundle out all of these tents, tables, <laughs> kit everything out. And I say, so, so what's happening? Why are we stopping? And they say, oh, it's a, this is the camp. And I said, well, I can still see Jai Selmer. I can yeah. hear cars on the road. This is hardly remote desert wilderness. And the, and, the, and the guy just says, of course it's desert wilderness. This is the desert. Oh, my gosh. Isn't it what you want There's to? sand. There's sand. There's sand. It must be the There's desert. Sand. It's a camel. Oh, my what goodness. Else? What, what else? Could you see the stars? I mean, it was the light pollution from... Well, the, the, you could see some stars when they finally came out. There was a big yellow glow from the city. Yeah. Was there a motorway running right past me? Well, a motorway. <laughs> it was a road, a okay. two-lane highway. But there were there, there were cars. Oh. Indian roads are hardly quiet things. Oh, my so goodness. Kind of, Horn bajaye, beeping oh. horns constantly. Yeah, it wasn't remote. It wasn't Arabian Nights. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't romantic. It was the desert, but not the desert as I wanted to see it. It, it was basically no. just sand. So, really, you could have bought a sandbox, put it in your back garden, and had a similar experience. How many people were on the trip with you? Oh, it was, it was a bespoke trip for oh, the two oh, of us. So, just for yes, you. Desert wilderness for one. It was oh. a desert luxury, yes. But <laughs> did you need candlelight, or were the lights from the city enough to keep everything bright and shiny for you? <laughs> it wasn't quite that okay. bad. There was a glow on the horizon <laughs> right. and the, the glint from the occasional oh. passing car, but um, there, were, there were cotton tents, uh, thick cotton tents. Did you have beds? And we had camp bed. That that was all reasonably comfortable. Decent curry served in aluminium foil tins. Romantic like aluminium foil yeah, tins. Don't forget that. Very romantic. <laughs> it does sort of ruin the illusion, though, doesn't it? When you get there and then they put the tents up. You're sort of supposed to arrive and then they sweep back the yes. opening yeah, and you, you march after, in. Yes. The locals must think that it's just hilarious. Oh, we can sell these people these trips. We basically just drive 10 minutes outside of town, plonk them in a tent. They're happy. Yeah. Either they think that or they think, why the hell do these people yeah. want to go off into the desert for anyway? Of course, I mean, which is a valid question, especially for you, Alex, given your experience of deserts. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, I, imagine, I imagine they think, well, look, you know, if they want the desert, then, then we'll, we'll, you know, any desert is good enough. Exactly. But we're we'll, not going to we'll spend a day desert. going across the hot <laughs> you desert. You want it, you got it. So, yeah. Alex, if anybody was to do one of these trips, so Jai, Jai Salamar, how do you say Jai it? Jai Salamar, yeah. Is that the blue city? Oh, no, that's Jodhpur. Okay, so Jai Salamar, if they want to go out into the desert, is there any advice that you could give people? Well, yeah, research the trip thoroughly before you go. Make sure you send an email saying, how long will we be on camels? Mm -hmm. 
Where will we be going? Yeah. Will we be going off road? Is it yes. going to be proper <laughs> desert, Fine. or am I going to be sitting next to the, you know, kind of the main highway off into the、uh, Rajas, into Rajasthan?、Yeah. Well, that does not sound like the world's greatest trip. I think I might give that desert trip a miss. What about、yeah. you, Alessia? Likewise. Well, I'm、yeah. not much for deserts anyway. I think,、oh, well, uh, I'd rather stay in the city. Oh well, thank you very much, Alex. Though, and、cool. I hope you have learned your lesson and try to avoid all deserty type places going forward. I will. I will. Well, I still want to go to the Gobi Desert, so、uh, let's hope that they fare better. You have not learned your lesson, it seems. Anyway, well, thank you very much. Thank you. So, Alessia, I understand that you went to this amazing beach in Thailand.、Uh, amazing? Hmm. Well, I mean, it's a beach in Thailand. How bad can it be? Come on, who doesn't want to be on a beach in Thailand? That's a dangerous question to ask, Jill.、Uh, well, no, you're right. You're right. Like a beach in Thailand sounds great. Yeah. This isn't any beach. This is the beach. I mean, the. Beach. The beach from the film, the beach. Are we dating ourselves? Because we all know what the beach is. We assume all of our listeners know what the beach well, is. Well, the film was out in two thousand. Okay.、Uh, so you know, fourteen was... years later, this is back in two thousand fourteen when I went. I got to see it. But it was everyone's favourite eco activist was starring in it, didn't he? You, indeed, DiCaprio before before the bear. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a, a slight obsession with him、uh, back、Who、in、didn't? the two thousands. Who didn't?、Uh, and actually, I read the book as well.、Um, you know, and what's not to love about this place? I'm in the in the film. It looks incredible. Oh my the god! The water, gorgeous. The sand, silky white sand. You know, and it's in the film. It's actually it's in a. In a bay which has limestone cliffs on three sides, so it's completely enclosed. Oh, so in the, in the film, you just get this idea of completely deserted beach, and it's so gorgeous. It is paradise. It must have boosted Thailand's tourism massively. Massively. Well, actually, it was a bit controversial at the time because they basically ruined the island while they were filming it, and、oh. they had to rebuild it.、But、okay, the, the, <laughs> let's, the name, let's ignore that. Let's ignore that. <laughs>、yeah. Now it's good. <laughs> Or, well, Or not, is it not that good? <laughs>、uh, it's called Maya Bay. Okay, it's on PP Lay, so CoPP,、uh, which, which a... cracks me up childishly. <laughs> anyway, it's a it's a tiny island between、um, Phuket and Koh Lanta on the other side.、So、it's in the Andaman Sea. Okay.、Uh, And what you do to get there, unless you're staying in CoPP, which lots of people do for like backpackers, but it's not it's not very swanky. So、right. anyone else who's coming from anywhere else, they come in these like speedboats. So instead of A paradise beach, completely deserted, apart from you know this、yeah. weird eco community. Just you and who were you there with? First of all, it was me. It was Chris, my husband,、Elias. and thirty plus speedboats. Okay. At any given time, <laughs> you've slightly ruined the illusion there. <laughs> Large ferry boats、oh, and hundreds <gasps> of snorkelers. Oh. See, I did not read. About this much before we went. So even though it's a national park, you've got to pay four hundred baht to get in if you don't take a. What's four hundred baht? Oh, like ten quid or something. Probably. I don't know. Less, okay, not very much. Not a very few, much. a few pounds or a few dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah fine. <clears throat> the problem though isn't the beach. You know, the beach is there, but it's crowded with people. It's it's absolutely inundated with people. Okay. So you know, you can see there's coral under this under the water and beautiful、right. tropical fish.、You、can't see any of those. There's boats all over them. So it's like Ibiza in the middle of summer. Or something where it's, it's just rammed, just rammed, but it's、okay. not rammed and fun, you know, like great party. No,、vibe. no, no. So the people that it's rammed with, this is the thing.、Okay. Phuket, big, big center for Russian tourism. Oh, okay. And there's this thing that Russian tourists like to do. Yeah, it's、uh, posing for pictures, not selfies, just pictures. So you get these couples, Russian woman in a tiny bikini,、okay. like metallic, preferably. This、Bleach sounds... blonde hair, preferably、yep. guy speedos, very tight. This is sounding very classy. And what they do is they take pictures of one another <laughs>、yeah. in the surf. <laughs> so 
so they get down and like dirty in the surf. You know, like oh FHM covers from the nineties, sand all over them, wet hair. So it's basically like soft porn is what they're trying to get at. It really was like, but Eastern European soft porn. Okay. You know, like sounds... super trashy. Uh, and oh my god! There was gosh. just lots of women lying in the surf, sort of like flicking their hair across their faces and then like their their speedoed man taking pictures of them on like super old school cameras. Right. So there were them, okay. which was hilarious. I think we spent more time taking pictures of them taking pictures of each other than that we does did sound quite actually funny. the thing. See, that sounds fun. I mean, it's not the beach as you imagine, but it sounds amusing. Well, we were kind of bemused by the whole thing. Right. Like we got there, we were just like, what the hell is this yeah. place? We've come <laughs> yeah. here for paradise and we've got <laughs> Russian tourists. Yeah. And then you get the Chinese tourists okay. who are... You know, they're, they're dressed head to foot in sort of swim gear because they don't, they don't like to tan. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Okay. So they have these, like, long sleeves, Safety water conscious. tops, mm-hmm. uh, these wide-brimmed hats. You'll see them all over Asia. They're hilarious. They're like, um, they're like baseball caps, but with, like, old-school medieval nun brims oh. around the front, like, very wide. Well, they sound interesting. But to kind of jazz up their outfits, they wear these colourful scarves. Yes. Uh, um, and they like to take selfies with massive iPads, leaning on rocks, okay. flicking their scarves around. Wait, so how hot was it? Uh, do you know what? The day we went, also, another reason why it wasn't great, it wasn't that oh, hot. Oh, fair enough. So it's fair enough they're in the scarves. It's just a thing that they do. No, they're like light scarves, you okay. know, like... Flowy summer scarves. Flowy summer scarves, gotcha. yeah. In, like, yeah, neons. All the, all the posing. Did you get involved in the posing? Did you think, right, everybody else well, is doing... we did kind of, like... Oh, well, we you see? a bit silly about it, because the, the other thing about this piece, there's fuck all to do on this uh, beach. You know, it's your, your classic boat trip where you know, like you're here trip. for an hour, you're here for 45 minutes, then it's lunch, then blah, yep, blah, yep. So we got dumped there for an hour. There's nothing to do. Okay. The beach is completely covered with tourists. All right, to be it's fair. It's cold. What did you think there was going to be to do? It was just meant to be an empty beach. Well, I imagined it was just be me. And Chris. It would be boiling. Yeah. We would sunbathe stroll. and snorkel and stroll around. Oh, and, no, that does sound nice. And maybe, you know, like make love classically under right. a rock. Yeah, but, as uh, you do. As you do. Yeah, all over Thailand. I clearly was not thinking about <laughs> this. <laughs> you, do you know, you probably could have done it as long as you'd filmed it, then everybody else would have just thought, that's fine, that's normal, that's what we're all doing here. <laughs> <laughs> that is so foul. Oh, um, so. Anyway, so anyway, the tip is, apparently, yes. that you should go before... 8am okay. or after 5pm. But I've got to tell you, in Thailand, the sun goes down at like 6 o'clock. Yeah, so what's so the point? you cannot go after 5pm because you can't get there. No. And before 8am, I mean, you're on holiday, right? Yeah. Who wants to get up then? No. That's not happening. I mean, maybe it'd be worth it. But I think we got picked up pretty early. I feel like the tip is don't go. Yeah, the tip is don't is go. The a... tip is go to like Kaolak. Okay, a different is island. A different island. It's, a, it's also a national park. It's gorgeous, and, and it and it does have the sort of deserted feel to it. Yeah, there's boat trips there, but not as many go. Okay, yeah. So you've got once. your boat trip, and not so many people go, so that's great. And then no. you get it to yourself. So it's just, these are just like trips that you do. You stay at your hotel wherever you are, and you do these boat trips from the hotel yeah. for the afternoon. They're quite fun. The boat trips, though. Yeah, like except the boats for that one. are really fast. So no, I just mean the actual bit in the boat. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Did you see anything good? No, you don't see anything. It just goes really fast. Okay. And you're like banging against the waves. It's really fun. So was there anything at all good about the beach? No, there's nothing good about it. Don't oh. go. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Fine. And it's only going to get worse because okay. there's only more tourists going to go and see it. <laughs> just maybe. stick with Leo. Leo? In the film. Oh, yeah. The film did not go well for Leonardo DiCaprio, though, did it? Did it not? No. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I love it still. No, no, I, no, I went well for him as an actor. Oh, I see. Oh, no, oh, in the film. No. <laughs> it's the plot. The it's, plot. Even, it's even worse it's in the book. It's very dark. <laughs> the book and the movie are very dark, even though the beach is beautiful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. he's a sexy beast. Talking of sex. Yes. Still. I, I've heard that there's not one but two sex museums in Amsterdam. Let's talk about sex, baby, which is, you know, Amsterdam, sex. They're synonymous. Exactly. Although, to be fair, my favourite part of Amsterdam is not the red light district. It is the, <laughs> the dullest, dreariest, most depressing red light district I've ever it's seen. It's not nice, you know. It's and great. It, it's straight from the station, you know, you walk yeah. down and it's all off Dam Square. It's so touristy. It's just, it's just awful. filled with gaggles of like foreign tourists going around in big groups. Stags. Uh, yeah, stag dues, uh, big groups of like Japanese tourists or whatever all going around. Because you because tourists. Yeah, because like everybody's been told that's where you that's go. That's where you go. Yeah, and it's just shit. So, Top so you, tip. you probably should have known. I, yeah, you but not? I didn't because I was young. I was stupid, as we all are. I didn't do my research. <laughs> and we thought my first trip to Amsterdam, we've got to go to the red light district, but, as one does. Do you know what, though? I think that if anywhere was going to do a good sex museum, you think it would be Amsterdam. Exactly. So we're in the red light district. Clearly, I'm not, I mean, not clearly, you know, not everybody knows me, but I'm not going to be hiring a sex worker to enjoy the pleasures of the red light district. So what does one do when one is there? Ping pong. There's no, the, yeah, not, not, probably not going to a sex show either. Um, so there is the erotic museum. And it's, oh. in this, it's in this beautiful, not beautiful, but really quite attractive canal house. You know how they have these yeah. gorgeous canal houses? It's in that. Oh, my There's God. Can you think about the, like, the former owners of that canal house? If, oh. if they could have known in the future that they're gorgeous house. That would be really depressing. And yeah. also because they were very, very religious, weren't they? Oh, were they? Well, oh, I yes. Didn't... In Amsterdam. Oh, well, yes. back in the day, probably quite a long time ago. But Protestants? Yeah. Very quite extreme. puritanical. That's why they were puritanical. They wore the That's collars, it. you know, and everyone had to dress in black and... They yeah, would not be was, pleased. It, I've read the miniaturist, you know. But I you know, know about these things. I, I'm less fussed about that because if it had been great, then who cares if they're pleased because we're in the now. So you see this beautiful canal house and outside the sign actually looks quite nice. It says erotisch, you know, in, in Dutch museum. Erotisch. And it has Yeah, and it has like these hearts on it, which sounds cheesy, but they've done it classy. Yeah, because I would have thought like the logo sort of, would be more of a like one of those things that you put in your mouth, you know, the strap things with the ball. <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> so anyway, it looked fairly classy and you go to the ticket window and you pay, uh, now I think it's about seven euros, which okay. is about six pounds or How you much know, is seven that? How dollars. How does that compare to a sex show? I mean, the it's last time I went to a sex show is never, never. so I'm not sure. <laughs> so anyway, so you go in, you pay your seven euros and then you step inside and the first thing you're presented with uh, and I say that literally, you know, the classic image of a Dutch girl with like, you know, a tight bodice and she's got this, you know, those hats. Hats you know, that go with the clogs. Like the floppy hats and the clogs, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. On a bicycle and the bicycle seat is a massive dildo, as you can imagine, that is being primed up and down into her nether regions. What, while she's riding, does the, pedal, yeah, she's does the just, pedals power She's it? just sitting, and theoretically, the, it's shit. That so. sounds uncomfortable to me, I've got to say. It does. And also, she didn't actually have proper genitalia. It was literally, they had just found a mannequin and actually just cut a hole in it. It was quite, <laughs> it was quite pathetic. <laughs> Low budget. But here's the kicker. That's the highlight of the whole museum. Oh, it only dear. got worse from there. So was there any themes? You know, were there different floors? Were there different sort of exhibits or anything? Right. So basically, as you go up, there's a series of really ropey old mannequins dressed as sex workers. If you've ever been to the red light district, all you have to do is walk on the street. You don't need to pay the, seven euros no, to see that. The windows are all in the windows. The sex workers are in the windows. Um, there's a floor dedicated to S and M. 
Okay. Why do I need a whole floor dedicated to S&M? But, and I say dedicated. I bet there's S&M enthusiasts going around. There was only one floor about <laughs> S&M. Tr- that's probably true. <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm just not that into, you know, that. But even if I was, it wasn't done well. It wasn't like it was exciting. None of it was remotely sexy. It's like the least sexy museum. What they bill as their highlight, Mm -hmm. you know, John Lennon of Beatles fame. I do. Yes, we've all heard of John Lennon. Apparently, he did some ropey old erotic sketches of Yoko. Oh. And they have acquired them. Oh, right. So how are they? They're terrible. I mean, seriously. (laughs) The sketches that he did on, like, the album artwork that's sort of more like Quentin Blake style. It's very Quentin Blake, but magnified to shitness to infinity because they are awful. They're just really poor. Oh dear. They look like something he did when he was very wasted and he did them in about four seconds. They just are terrible. Any so, other highlights? Um, right, so there's a creepy highlight. Do you want the creepy highlight? Do I ever? Yeah. So there's a children's area, Alessia. What? Uh-huh, no. uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> now, they don't allow children in. However, there's a room well, why is there set a ch- up. It's like a children's... This is a pedo area. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's like a children's nursery, and you sit on these, like, toadstools. Oh, no, this is like a role-play area. Ugh, you sit on these toadstools, and then there's... Uh, Did you sit on the toadstools? Yeah, of course. They're just seats. They're oh. just painted to look like children's <laughs> No things. dildos there. No, thank goodness. <laughs> and then they play cartoons that are pornographic cartoons. Like, do you remember, like, asterisks? Ast- asterisks. Asterix. Yeah, thank you. I can't say it. And, you know, like, Disney cartoons that apparently loads of people have made pornographic versions of these. That's so weird. That's I like, know. um, manga porn in uh, Japan. Yeah, but it's, yeah, anyway, it's just creepy. And so um, there are no captions telling you about anything at all in the entire museum either. So basically, it's some really It's not ropey... really a museum, is it? No. So here's a quote that I took from the internet that somebody in their review said, Amsterdam is a city of museums, and the Erotisch Museum is one of them. And I can't say fairer than that, because it <laughs> is literally a museum. Having said that, Many of the displays are sex toys and Kel Surprise, as you leave, you'll find that they're all for sale in the shop. You went home bag packed with uh, the not so much. lots of sneaky purchases. But you did feel like you've paid seven euros to go into a sex shop when basically you, you can go into sex shops that. for free. So is that your Shit. tip, Jill? Yeah. My tip is don't go to the sex museum. Just go for free into a sex shop. And there yeah. you go. Job done. My tip for Amsterdam would be go to uh, one of the cafes in Jordan. There's two of them, I think, that do this incredible apple pie. Oh, yeah. Which should turn you on as much as this museum, if not more. It's going to be more. I think it's Cafe Winkle. If you're with somebody you never want to have sex with, take them to the sex museum. But if you want to have sex, go to Cafe Winkle this and have is, some apple pie. This is our second museum that you take someone to to dump them. We've had the, <laughs> the Museum of Broken Relationships in Zagreb. Okay. I have to be clear, this was the Erotish Museum. Oh, the Erotish Museum. The sex museum is elsewhere in Amsterdam, but... To be fair, that sounds equally poor. Wow. So I'm not saying Don't either of them Don't knock it till are you good. tried it, Joe. Well, I'm going to give it a miss. <laughs> right. So, Alessia, I understand that we've been talking about loads of shit trips, but it sounds like you have something in Sweden that was actually quite good. Yes, my unexpected pleasure, Jill. Yes? Uh, I wasn't really sure about this. I've just, I've just come back from Gothenburg yes. in Sweden. And obviously... Uh, as many Swedish towns do, it has a lovely archipelago. And everybody said, go to the archipelago. It's a bit of a trek from the centre. Go over there. Just have some food and wander around a bit. Uh, you know, it's it's farmland, but it's beautiful. And I was a bit like, oh, it's a bit of a trek. Couldn't really be bothered. But on a very sunny day, it's hard to resist a ferry. And I got over there and it was absolute bliss. So oh, Brano nice. Island, Brano. outside Gotham, Brano. Okay. Uh, probably pronounced 
slightly differently, but that's how it's spelled. And how, do, how long does it take to get there? It takes about an hour from the centre of Gothenburg. Nice on boat the tram ride. and then on the boat. Yeah, okay. gorgeous boat. And you can just go and have fika there. So fika is bun and a coffee. Oh, nice. In so go over, have your fika, come back. Definitely worth it. Sounds even lovely. Even though it takes an hour to is get there. Is that better than the beach in Thailand, would you say? I would say yes, Jill. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's it for this week. Um, please tell us about your own shit trips by emailing us at trips at shittrips.com, posting on our Facebook page, or tweeting us at shit underscore trips. You can tweet Jill at jet underscore set underscore Jill and I am at Lessie Bella. Thank you for listening and come back to hear more shit trips.